You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so if this red light is to be believed, that means we are live, live here once again on, on a brilliant and amazing, um, not so warm anymore, Monday uh, night here on the eve of the blood red harvest moon, because um, it's uh, you know November the, the 7th, so right before the, har- the blood red full moon that's supposed to happen tonight. But anyways... Um, joined here with uh, your host my name is harry the host of low-key wall um and you know aka the moving target i'm also joined here with uh my co-host because you know i don't fly solo we've got vincent here on the line vincent when you go say hello to the wonderful people introduce yourself oh i'm vincent i'm here i'm a hikikomori that exists in the internet <laughs> he's our uh, safer work neat um so you know Whoa, 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 I'll have you know I'm not a neat. Thank you very much. I am both in education and working. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Producer Paul, when he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know I'm not a neat. Okay. Okay, all right, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hikikomori, like, <laughs> yes. Neat, no. Oh man, so like, yeah, that's another thing. Like, uh, when you see like uh, some of those, um, I always tell people, like, it's probably be easier just to buy a piece of property and you can move a bunch of weaves in by making it look like the, some of the Japanese style, like apartments, just to set them up the exact same freaking way. And you don't just get weaves and hikikomori just moving into them. I mean, yeah, for, for people who don't know, a hikikomori is basically a recluse, somebody who doesn't leave the house. And, and that's just the name of it for the in the Japanese community. They're very much shut-ins. And neat is no education, <laughs> employment, or training. Mm-hmm. It's technically I'm in all three, so I'm definitely not a neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know. And uh, once again, showing up a little late, <laughs> Reinhold. Hi, Reinhold. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Do your coke, okay? On camera. Right. <laughs> You're muted. You're muted, He's, Reinhold. Yeah, and his You're mic muted. doesn't work. So he can't even defend himself. Let's beat the bottom some more. <laughs> so my vice has got control of me, man. Oh yeah, we 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 know. We, we get know. it. We get yeah. it. <laughs> we know. We've been meaning to have a discussion with you. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you rock coke habit. <laughs> you can- I eat this coke. Yeah, the reason we all called you here today. <laughs> Using plant based alternatives to vaping all the time. I, Come on. I get my stuff from Don Jr. So Ooh, <laughs> get the good stuff. <laughs> oh my god, it's like just need to make another song why I don't go partying with the sons of presidents ever again. <laughs> now, can you imagine having yeah, yeah. <laughs> having the story where you you and Don Jr. and and Hunter were all together partying? I mean that would be that would be a story, right? The uh, hella party. <laughs> <laughs> Fun weekend, fun weekend. It'd be a month or two, yeah. probably a bender. Or you get Sasha, Malia, Hunter. Have you know, Zeke? It's it's the modern era. You have a you have a nail that you put on to use it. You don't need to keep it grown out all the time anymore. Uh, basically, uh, Zeke Part Two rushes in. I don't see a Coke nail on his pinky. I'm disappointed that he hasn't gone full Coke yet. Uh, well, he he does Coke Zero, so uh, he doesn't need the nail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it uh, is still Monday, Christy. Yeah, yeah Christy Aber says it's still Monday. Yes, but it is the eve of the Blood Red Moon, so make sure you go out and see at midnight tonight as the Blood Red Harvest Moon coming out before the dreaded election tomorrow. Ooh, ooh. I mean, as long as it's Friends of Mineral Town, that's, that's a good one. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only just begun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. This this week, which will probably be <laughs> depending on how tomorrow goes, could be a very short week. Could be a very long week <laughs> for a lot of people. For a lot. Yeah. Of this people. this uh, my Monday felt like a a week long. So this is this is a good capper to it. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, long. Well, we're day. Glad to help. Yeah what we're here for yeah because like um this weekend we're supposed to get the uh, trying to get the last bits of the studio done uh dear leaders coming over and we're hopefully getting everything hooked up and doing some small recording after in the afternoon hopefully we can get this the studio for the big show hopefully that'll be done and then i'll get it ready for so we can kick off in december um uh, for the big we're libertarian show coming back and then uh we also got to get ready for because then we got two weeks for our big show that's going to be showing up on so Black Friday. So everyone gets done with their shopping and your turkey day. We've got our big show, our four hour show, four hour minimum. Okay. If we go longer than four, that is because uh, Friday I, I don't work. So I get sleep in and, you know, so and Ryan Home convinced me to do six to eight hours. Okay. I mean, we did six last time. So it wouldn't surprise me. I was supposed to do four. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Hey, we're going to gear up. Eventually, we're going to do a twenty-four hour stream. Okay, I can feel it. I don't know when, but I can feel it. Like, but, no, yeah. don't, don't worry, don't worry. I, I could feel at least like six yeah. hours of that by giving like a dissertation over something. He's like, right. oh yeah. yes, this is why Chainsaw Man is amazing. See, like, uh, I don't chapter one. Yeah. See, I don't know if I could do like a twenty-four hour just straight sit here and talk stream. Maybe if I like send it off to you, everybody can sit back in my chair or something like that. Like, you know, I've been on twenty-four hour streams where I'm playing video games. And I can get gamer face for a while, you know, and sit back and have gamer face. Yeah. You know? just, just zone out. All you have to do, all you have to do is say, okay, this day we are going to react to the first season of West Wing. All right. So <laughs> just do the whole thing, the whole day. Great. <laughs> Straight through. 
uh, yeah, Zekir mentions it, so like it's fitting since uh, um, I like Black Friday only because it's peak people watching content. So a stream would be perfect for a cherry on top to finish off the day. Yeah, yeah, perfect people watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you like people watching, Black Friday is a really good day for that. Hopefully, a lot of stores will stay closed and allow people to spend time with their family on Turkey Day and Black Friday, so they can sit at home and watch the stream. Oh, oh, you mean the the stores that open at like eight o'clock on thanksgiving yeah. for their black friday sales for some ungodly reason well yeah yeah well you always see bad for those people but the people who get to make those extra hours up who actually play really want that extra hours for cash you know they're happy they're having a ball you know i mean i'm probably working all of thanksgiving so yeah sounds about right are you i'm sorry mm-hmm. it's fine it's fine it's, fine. it's, it's a funny thing too time and it's half. like time and half. the That's all I care about. The people who have really good jobs and make a lot of money, they don't work the day after Thursday. It's always the people who, you know, need a job really bad that have to work that day. And it's, you know. Yeah, right. Home. Like you and I, the working man, needing that Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the poor downtrodden. Yeah, the poor downtrodden. It's okay. All right. Meanwhile, All right. I was looking at my 401k today. and uh, anyway. <laughs> Like, oh, man, my portfolio is amazing. I, hey, just, hey. I'm maxing it out. My maximum 401k out this year. Cool. I'm at the age where I can do. I'm at the age where I can do catch-ups. Man, because you have a limit on how much you can. I can. I know. How's that? How's that catch-up? Is is it worth it at that age? You have the extra income to do the catch-up, or is just like fair to make you think you got it? If you have the income to do it, it's worth it. I think because it's because of the tax free Mm -hmm. tax freeness of it. Um, health savings accounts, what I'm really into because that all carries over, right? If you don't use yeah. it, it carries over as opposed mm-hmm. to the FSAs, which didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's like building wealth. And then after a certain, after your retirement, you can actually get into that too. So if you need to. Yeah. 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 All right. That's here on econ, low key econ talk. <laughs> yeah. Don't take eco- economic advice from me. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Or any like, none of this I was supposed economic to, finance advice or like legal advice. It was supposed to be another show that was being, it was going to be done that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the uh, predictions for tomorrow. So I have all oh. these predictions oh. ready to fire off and I <laughs> never happened. So whose who show was going to do that? Whose show was going to do oh, that? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'd heard about somebody who was thinking about doing one and didn't happen. Yes, that is. I, I'm. This is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, this so is. You can't sue me, even me. though, even though you definitely can be sued for the, for your false advertising of ad, of financial advice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I have no financial advice. You give me, you know, money, so I'm not your lawyer. I'm not, your, you know, sorry. Right. This is all for entertainment value. Okay. <laughs> Do not trust me. I am an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i know right you know <clears throat> so um so yeah so black friday our big show we're gonna be on um i need to remind myself i need to send out that invite to make sure because so, i'm trying to get i'm going to get uh miranda on um she just yeah she understands it i just want to make sure she's got a setup so she can actually can stream um, so I may have to dig into some of the equipment that we have at the studio because I may need to let her borrow a couple of things. But you know, you know, I don't have to worry about her borrowing stuff and things going off the uh, side of a balcony. So <laughs> yeah, all you guys who know about that thing, you guys, the true fans, you guys are awesome. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into the uh, content at hand. So as you guys may know, we're going back into the media that changed us. So yes, these we did two weeks in a row, and then. 
I sorry, I want to talk about some other things, and I also want to talk some other about other things. It's just what I want about the show. I want to be able to talk about other things, and but just like more of a focus on, but you know, like just also want to chug through and get done with the media that changes because uh, Vincent really wants to do the honorable mentions. Also, I like to say reason why if some of you guys are wondering, like, hey, you guys are on YouTube right now. Um, Dear Leader and uh, James Neese has got it in this band for a week off of YouTube for an uh, old 9-11 history video. So I wonder why we're not there streaming. Sorry, Ace. Hope you can. <laughs> I don't know how right, I tell Ace, you. <laughs> I wish I could. If you're listening to this stream, if you ever not find us there, we're going to be here, which is even more reason why Like, uh, I try to do that. Like, I always wish to get the own casting up. So you can just go to LokiWall.com and just boop, pop it up to our stream site. Um, but, you know. You know, like I said, that's the reason for that R and D stuff there is because like you get banned, it's just like well, like just fall back, you know, just fall back to this, mm-hmm. go look on this thing and just you know, you type this thing in anyways. You know, and it takes it, time and effort and work and yeah. Well the yeah. other thing I do want to do is like I want to do an episode with uh Ryan and Brian what what Waga what Warhammer. Um anyways, um Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, no, no, it's a Wadam Wanamaker. Yeah, Brian Wadam okay. Warhammer. Anyways, <laughs> he, he's on the uh, Enemy of Enemy podcast uh, with um, Hody Jones. And uh, one thing I wanted to get with him with is uh, I wanted to talk. You guys should do an episode on uh, listening. Um, have you guys ever did YouTube with just RSS feeds? Just because. <laughs> Interesting idea to get so you don't have to really hit the, to rely on the YouTube subscribe button. Just use your RSS thing in your browser and you can get all YouTube creator videos that way. Anyways, but that's a cool episode. We'll get into that. What we're doing right now is the media that changed it. So the media that we're going to do tonight is so it's my personal favorite. I'm going to bring up for Roadie Kenshin, the, you know, the wandering samurai. Um, Vincent Cooper's bringing up some other anime stuff. Who knows? And Reinhold's bringing up old things i don't know something with dust dust on it (laughs) just to clarify uh reinhold is doing la story and i'm i'm doing o-run high school host club (laughs) yeah 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 something with dust on it and uh uh, anime crap okay yeah 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 yeah. mine is uh, it's classic it's a classic well, since you're so excited, why don't you start it off? Then? That could have been the title for every episode we've done so far. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it really is. But... <laughs> some stuff, stuff with dust on it, and anime crap. We're good. So, <laughs> yeah, some stuff, some stuff. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <clears throat> That's fine. That's fine. I have no issue about going first. Uh, so the anime one wants to bring up is Roroni Kenshin. So this, the traveling samurai of oh, the wandering samurai. So like, if you can get past the opening scene, the Freckles song, right? <laughs> Which a lot of people's buried into because when they hear about, like, this is an anime about samurais and on, around the Meiji area, and everyone's supposed to be expecting, like, cool samurai, cool fights, but you open up to this light, fluffy, cotton candy, like, poppy song. Um, yes, Zikri, I miss Verona Kitchen, too. <laughs> and it is this light like everything is bright colors everything is and everything is happy and you get introduced to the characters into the season you get this uh uh person going around calling himself batosai the manslayer what well, depends on your english translation the murderer 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're dub. I should say you're dub. Your English translation or your whoever did your localization for you. Manslayer is less threatening, you see. <laughs> Does honestly, it's, it also rolls off the deck. You got to keep saying I'm the, the the slayer of man, the manslayer. It sounds better than saying like the murderer. <laughs> the slaughter of all that breathes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but if you got to keep saying something, you know that it does kind of localize the manslayer. It sounds like I'm the, I'm a manslayer. I'm a manslayer. It sounds like yeah, Potosai the manslayer. <laughs> you know, he got the name Botatsai or from Batojutsu of uh, basically how he draws a sword, the speed at which he draws a sword. I mean, he becomes- all notes song though. What <laughs> and the man eater? What is the man eater? Okay, man eater. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little <laughs> slow on the take on that one. No, you're you're fine, you, you rolled right over the top of the spot. I was going to jump in, like, <laughs> messed it all up. Reverse, reverse, with this over real quick. Uh, jokes, good and dead. <laughs> Uh, what uh the Aijutsu? Uh what uh are you talking about like Aido or Aijutsu? Yeah, like there's drawing the different drawing techniques. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's uh the Bato Jutsu or the the, the 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 art of the quick draw, the quick draw slash, you know, which is actually very impressive. Like I can do I can do one form of the uh, quick draw slash. It's very difficult to do. Um, it's from sitting down. It's the main reason, like, if you ever see me sit down on the ground, I sit this way so I can stand up, sit, sit and then draw a sword. It's very weeb way I sit, but it's very freaking comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I sit like that is super weeb, and only certain weebs understand the, you know, see the way I sit. <laughs> uh, the mall samurai. It's not a mall samurai. Okay. All right. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so where was it? Yeah, so it gets this like really nice because like, you get into um, uh, this person is walking around masquerading himself of calling himself the manslayer. He's causing different trouble for this local um, sword fighting school, and the the person that is running the school, um, she is trying to hunt this guy down to find out who's uh, like because basically this famous murderer is walking or apparently walking around saying that. I'm I belong to the Kami Kanisha, the, the life-giving sword so it's like the school, right? Or whatever its local translation is, right? <laughs> um so she wants to hunt this guy down to stop him, and she runs into the actual guy who calls himself the manslayer, but he's walking around with the sword of the main area where you're not supposed to walk around with swords in, but it's a he says, like, hey, I can't hurt anyone with this sword because it's a reverse blade sword. Yes. The blades on the other end, which I don't understand how that's supposed to make the sword not as lethal. <laughs> it's still got I mean, an F and edge. And it has an edge, but and when you're swinging stick. it, when you're it's swinging a, it, it's yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It is a it's metal not gonna stick. cut skin, but it's gonna hurt a lot. It's a metal <laughs> stick <laughs> with a handle. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt, <laughs> but. If you came here for realism, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop now. <laughs> Just stop. Go watch something else. <laughs> because this isn't what, you know, this isn't, Verona Kenshin's is not their cup of tea. So, 
it's like you introduced like her to like her team of Kendrick, like uh, like Kenshin, a uh, Kenshin Himura, the the manslayer, and it the 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 thing the themes I've got from this thing like uh, so and it's basically like a huge tale of the samurai going through and it's not really like monster of the week it's more of a uh, it's a tailing of uh, of this wanderer dealing with the demons of his past and the whole art style the way everything is presented is ways of people dealing with it so one it's um being a hardcore fighter and having to deal with fighters from this day and age um, it was like he was learning how to fight with a sword basically to survive war and versus these other people who just it's 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 a hobby it's something fun that they're doing and he's just it can easily beat these people up and he slowly you know so he beats them up and then you get you get more he was getting more renowned like because people were getting ticked off like who is this guy who's why is he keeps fighting so well and so they people keep bringing back coming back from his past to come back and attack it and bring these demons things that he didn't break his heart from his youth to come back and the cool thing when what i really liked about Verona kenshin is the art style the art play on it because a lot of that what i kept talking about that first part of that series it's very poppy everything is there's tons of bright colors everything is nice and it's amazing looking but when the past comes back to haunt him the art style changes the colors are different more drawn the it's darker it's gritty it's just the it starts to subtly change the tone the music everyone's faces are drawn differently at when this stuff starts happening and it's as he shows himself being pulled back into these um this terrible men uh, uh basically this terrible past from, from, from his war times. And as the people from the present want to keep him away from that, keep him who he is now, this nice, happy person, um, and not having to go back to the, you know, this is his man's like here's murderous ways. And this whole theme goes through the entire series. Um, as the you know, granted, like, you know, like there's an overarching plot, overarching story of different um, monsters of uh, basically bad guys coming in and uh, basically wanting to pu push Japan um, back onto like this hell on earth, like warscape that it was. He's warring clans again, and like this is like that entire uh, and him having to face these um, uh, face these people off, go back and learn different techniques. Now, what I really liked about Rurouni Kenshin is a lot of the philosophy that's in it. So <clears throat> the ultimate technique uh, like that Kenshin learns, right? So spoiler alert, when he finally go learn from his master that he like he, he messed up, he doesn't get a, like when he in his youth, um, he was trying to learn this ultimate technique and he keeps failing at it and he can't figure out why he fails at it. And he goes and he gets right in, and his master told him, if you can't lie a single blow on me, I'm just going to kill you because <laughs> I cannot get because he's basically wondering like, I feel like you can just flip back and become this murderer again, and I'm getting and I'm gonna get too old, and I can't leave you here half halfway trained. You either are gonna become a master, or you're you're not walking out of here. So hearing that, Kenshin comes at him and just attacks him with everything he's got. Basically, it's like I'm willing, like he says, I'm just gonna throw myself in front of the blade. I know I'm gonna get cut. I'm probably going to die, but I'm going to at least land a blow in this guy. And he and he's slowly realizing that's the wrong way to do it. It's the wrong way to practice swordsmanship, the wrong way to go at it. It is more of the idea of trying to protect your life and then the life of others, first and foremost. That's what you want to do. And you know, and don't throw your life away. You have something to live for, you know, like swing your sword in that way, because you want to go home. 
you know, and then he ends up using that to master the technique. It's those little sayings in this show that really pulls me and really got, gets me liking the show. Um, I think in the in the prequel, Sam RX, which has a completely different art style than Rowan Kitchen, it is the same series, but it's to try to show like this is the grittier nature, grittier point of the show. Um, there's uh, there's a scene where you see Kenshin and um, like these people, Kenshin, his, his backstory was like, he was basically sold to these traitors, um, a bit, not traitors, like traitors to like anything like this, more like, like he was basically sold. His family couldn't, couldn't support him. So they just sold him off um, to someone else. Uh, and, these bandits came out and this these fan this basically the pseudo family that he was with they, they came through and slaughtered all of them and uh his master hijiko um you know he killed him because he came across this awful scene killed killed the bandits and kind of then kind of like left the kid there the kids there just left him right like i'm done i did my deed i'm out but he you know he comes walking back wondering what the kid is doing and he realized the kids stopped and buried and made graves for all these people and it's that theme of saying like uh why did you do this it's like i may have known this and these bandits and all these people for a second but they were still human first and foremost and that's one thing that's always gotten me in my saying it's like it's the idea that people may be bad people they're bad but at the end of the day they're still human and understanding that reflection usually gets me to like uh, my senses of course of realization like the there may be bad people but they're still human um yeah so there's <laughs> like there's all kinds of this stuff it's just sprinkled throughout the series which i do recommend giving it a good watch there's also some okay live action on netflix it's okay i reckon if that's your more of your style pick it up watch it now is there some a small bit of controversy with the series just a little just a little I, it's um just just a, just a little allegedly which i don't think he didn't get convicted on it right yeah, he, the, Let's uh, just say the separation, separating the art from the artist is massively important for this series. Um, the artist is a terrible person, and we don't talk about the artist anymore yeah. for good reason. Yeah. It's, yeah, and if anyone says like, "Oh, you can't do that," don't let them say that while they're hanging around with any HP Lovecraft stuff. Because just ask Siri, what's HP's Lovecraft uh, uh, cat's name? <laughs> Go ahead, ask it. Ask Siri. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you can't. You can't. You know. Uh, which I simply cannot do. That's why I miss for so much because I cannot enjoy it because the much the same way. See, I understand that. Yeah. Um, but I think yes, yes. To me, I can separate the art from the artist. I can separate what is going on because, like, this is like a beautiful work. This beautiful tale, um, and I cannot. But I could. I could completely walk away and it, and separate from the whole thing. And people saying like you can't do that. It's like I've been shoved H.P. Lovecraft stuff down my throat for decades and people are still I mean, having it and it's still doing it i'm like come on shakespeare was not the best person in the world either i mean you got there's well, a lot of things that are out there mm-hmm. yeah there's a I lot mean, of things out there i mean let's see i grew up loving listening to bill cosby but you know i wouldn't go to a new cosby show if he <laughs> one out but his stuff was funny i mean you can't deny that part of it you know just because whoever made that art is 
you know, arguably yeah. a terrible person. Right. Um, Seven is still a great movie. Most of most of the most of the stuff that you that are classics that you read or watch are written mm-hmm. by really broken people, mm-hmm. and uh, they tend to have this problem. So you're never going to have any kind of art. I mean, it was the old joke: is if you don't like you won't watch anything about anybody who's doing drugs or smoking, you know, you turn all your, all your rock albums and just throw them all away because mm. they were all done that way. So yeah. it's just the nature of it. You, mm-hmm. you, you have to learn not to celebrate the person, but celebrate the art that was created in some way. Which is fair. Everybody has that kind of thing, which I get it. But uh, some people can't do it, and some people can, and yeah, you know, which yeah. is fine to each mm-hmm. their own. Oh yeah, but yeah. I'm glad that the series has got something out of you, Harry. Uh, oh yeah. One of the things that have, that definitely becomes more and more of a theme for your for the things that you watch is um, humanizing what is what people see as inhuman. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I've noticed yeah. that, that a lot of the times of when you see somebody who's a bad person and they're still humanized in some way, shape or form, it happens a lot with almost for, for a lot of the series you've put in your list so far, hmm. yeah. especially when like talking about um, in particular, when you were talking about a uh, Gundam wing in his, in his big, you know, I want to be a loser. It's like, I don't want, I don't want the, this inhuman act to be done because it takes the humanity out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I said, like these, like I said, this thing sh- this like helped shaped a lot of my core belief is like that like, people and that, and it makes me, you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's half the reason why like, I am the way I am. Or I'm thinking of people of like the human beyond the thing. You know, it's the reason why like it's it helped me break out of the the nine of the psychosis of nine eleven. You know, we're important to this tonight. The psychosis of nine eleven <laughs> of othering these people. You know, I've never met, and it was, and, I, and just like everyone else around that time, around that my age group or older, we all, well, majority of us fell into the jingoist nature, and um, of just othering a whole slathering of people. And I think, you know, you know, this stuff, you know, like you know, woke me up away from that. You know, you know, maybe woke in that way. Oh my god! I can you use that term? I mean, it, stop it! Just stop it! it. Just stop it! Just stop it! I'm gonna need you. To, I'm gonna it's appropriate it. usage. I mean, that's. Use <laughs> it. Do you want? You want me to go into whole history on on that word? <laughs> well, well I, I can do so. I've done it. I've done the research. Uh, first off, woke was a black thing that white people stole from black people. All right. So All it was, right. was cancel culture too. Cancel canceling someone was was a. Uh, I know. I, you know, I got a whole the, history. Right, I'm getting ready to do more <laughs> more white people taking things from black people again. <laughs> Okay. I know, I know. It's it's, it's awful. Like it, you know, never uh, should have let him out of their case. Anyways, uh, Ronald, right, do so, you have any thoughts on it? On it? Um, I mean, no. I mean, it sounds like a pretty interesting story, but I st- mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out the backwards blade thing. But because oh yeah, you gotta because <laughs> the you idea. Gotta let it go. I know. <laughs> you gotta let it go. What well, is the idea? Because let, like, me, let me tell you, when I'm going to be talking about, you got to let it go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have to let go. I get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Ryan Hall's going like, even this butter knife, 
doesn't really have a blade, but if I hit something, <laughs> it's gonna kill somebody. No, like, but if and, it's the other side, you could still back. You can backslash people. You can still use that blade. It's yeah, not yeah, preventing the, you from hurting well, somebody. Well, the art style is. It, yes, it's the show restraint. That he's not going to use it, but also his yeah. fighting style of the quick draw involves you hitting the front side of the blade. Mm-hmm. And since he's not actually slicing people with it, mm-hmm. it's it's much more of a yeah of a eating with a it's stick. More of a baton instead of a gun. Correct. And um, and, and during the series, he does revert, he does flip his grip so he can use the bladed edge, mm-hmm. which then it's like this goofy like. Yeah, it's, it's aimed a different direction. Yeah. yeah, aimed a different direction, edge, you know, and you know, you know, it's you know, and I think like one of the most you know baddest ass scenes also in in the thing is when he uh, tries to save someone like the which he sees uh, it's basically a kid a, a kid of the new generation of the generation that he helped bring apart right like and save because in this time of peace someone's getting ready to kill this kid and someone just with well, sword is broken doesn't have a old reverse blade sword and someone tosses him his so- a sword like here stop this man and he just felt like I I can't if I draw this sword I'm gonna kill this dude. <laughs> and he like paused because he's just holding the hilt and the guy realized like he's not gonna draw a sword and he goes trying to attack kill this kid and eventually just he says screw it I'm pulling the damn sword I've got to save this kid I'm gonna you know like to to save this kid I'm willing to you know go against my oath of not killing but it does turn out after he does pull the sword out that. It's another reverse blade sword. <laughs> <laughs> the principal reverse blade sword. The original reverse blade sword. So, yeah, fair enough. Right, and is like, I just, you know, like, and like, uh, if you, idea. Um, <laughs> you, you can get on, uh, what is it like? What's what are these forging sword uh, sword shows for some of that mm-hmm. popped up out of nowhere? Like, uh, it's like I forget what they're called now. Like, it's like five right now, and yeah. they actually made a reverse blade sword. Yeah. Tested out his usefulness, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. I, I will say, if everyone wanted to know, like, who is like one of my uh, favorite characters out of the show, the two characters I really admire the most out of it is um, Aoshi Shinomori, <laughs> former leader of the Obi Waban group, the uh, the ninja group, because um, he uses twin Kodachis, uh, two 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 short swords. And uh, the other one is uh, Hajime Saito, uh, uh, leader of the police, the police captain with his sword. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend it. Give it a watch. Not for you, Reinhold. You probably it's not your thing. You know, I, I still think he, if you're gonna watch, he, I think you would like this. the artistry of it because yeah. when it when it when it changes and watching as it slowly like desaturates mm-hmm. and ha- how it how it slowly shifts to where it needs to be. Yeah, the art. The, he might appreciate the art style of it, mm-hmm. but may, the stu- and part of the narrative. But you know, some of the logic, probably yeah. not. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, like at twentieth speed, it just going fast. Now, like some of the newer one doesn't do it as well. Like the live action TV show, like the movie, really didn't do a good. I will say, won't did get a job of pulling that art style from the even the the, the manga or the anime. Um, it didn't really do good in live action. And what I think it, there's a lot of the times that they could have did better on the lighting aspect of that. Um, and I know they tried. You can watch it. You can be like, they were trying, but you could tell that they were up against a budget clock <laughs> <laughs> and couldn't like, you know, like we're losing the light. I need this light. Screw you. Get this done. <laughs> so, 
F you Netflix for that one. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who are yelling at Netflix for a lot of different things. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Very good kind for one. Is... Yeah. Yeah, I will say like uh, I did like uh, the way they did Hajime Saito in the uh, in, in the live action. You know, made him look like look like and act like he's just a like a badass, like he's supposed to be. You know, I think the only I think the only other movie that made him look like a bigger badass was um, when the Last Sword is drawn. If you like samurai movies, this is a live action old school samurai movie. So if you like folk style, the la- when the Last Sword is drawn, I will say that it will make you cry out of nowhere. It will come for your heartstrings, and you don't know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now that you know it's there, it's a Chekhov's gun. Now your your brain is always prepared. Like, the the whole movie you're watching. The When's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? Is this the scene? Is this the scene? And you're gonna think it's the scene, and it ain't. It ain't. This ain't this. It's not this. Yeah. And then when it happens, you're just like, no. Wins <laughs> in a Y, but not where you think, right? I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I did get a good shot of like Hajime Saito walking around. Uh, uh, like uh, older Japan as an old grandpa walking around with no sword, just being like retired. You know, it's kind of neat. Fair. Yeah. So, yeah. Which Hazumi Saito is a famous samurai at, of the air. So that's, yeah. He's, well, not really a samurai. He wasn't samurai. Uh, Hazumi Saito wasn't a samurai class. He had a sword, but he was never samurai. He was part of the Wolves of Nibu, a class of people who could, who f- fought, but they weren't samurais. Right. Mm, right. I was like, uh, get weeb, <laughs> too weeby in here. <laughs> All right. So who wants to go next? It'll be Reinhold. Because Reinhold likes to be the the the, the sandwich. The, sa- the the meat between the two pieces of white bread. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, it is uh, and I will I will do I'll do uh, definitely a whole wheat and a rye piece of we need a, bread. We need to get like the uh I need to get a button like Some raisin bread. <laughs> no, I don't steal from black culture. I can't do that. Um <laughs> you don't have the rhythm for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he tries, he tries, I tried so hard. Uh, I will do uh I will do you a favor, Vincent Cooper. I will be very short and brief in this one because it's not there's not a lot I can really say about just this movie other than just kind of giving it some praise. But um, the basic conceit behind the movie is so. First of all, it's 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 Steve Martin writing his I think first movie, directing what, his. What was the movie again? You, you L.A. Story. Sorry, L.A. Story. Um, and it takes place in L.A. and it's a conceit about the vagaries of LA, the how LA is just a very unique place to live. Um, some of the scenes that are shot in there are just <laughs> making fun of, of life in LA in such surreal and in strange ways. And he also does a great job in this movie of interweaving a lot of Shakespearean thoughts and words into the, the way the movie flows. Um, but there is a lot of surreal aspect of it. The the plot line is that Steve Martin's character is, you know, kind of just bouncing around, trying to figure his life out. He's getting older. Um, and he meets a couple different women. And there's one, you know, 
he's driving so he's driving down the road in the freeway you know the freeway in la they have these big signs out on the freeway where he can tell you what's coming up ahead or or things mm-hmm. like that one of these signs starts talking to him right now and we're talking about suspension of disbelief right <laughs> Like Mr. <laughs> so I was saying, I was, it was coming. It was, it was, <laughs> this is coming. So it's, it's kind of the main run, plot line of the story where he basically his car breaks down and uh, he doesn't know why it's like it's acting really weird. He breaks down inside the, inter- the interstate and then the, the, the sign starts talking to him and asking questions. And it's, it's a funny, funny way of, of that it goes on. Um, He's like, don't make me use letters. Too many letters is it's hard to do, you know. So he's trying to use little um, shortcuts. Um, but he's basically there to the the sign is there to try to help him along in his life to give him, you know, to get him with the proper woman. Basically, this is, it turns out to be um, a romance movie, comedy, um, and there's one scene in it. I'll do it. Was just done here. Um, there's one scene in it that I think is probably one of the second most romantic scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. But it's not what the movie's about. Is the movie is not real romantic. It's just things happening. So it turns out that the girl, the woman he's going to end up being with, is also kind of messed up and had her, has her idiosyncrasies and self doubts and things like that. And they were they're a perfect match for each other, but. He ends up going on this side train of this younger girl who is Sarah Jessica Parker, who is like 20 years his younger or whatever. Um, it, that's a whole thing. It, it's The story is is kind of funny. There's a lot of funny bits in it. There's a lot of setup in there. And if you really understand how L.A. works, some of the like a good example, um, he goes to see his uh, neighbor a lot. Right. He lives on the street and two doors down is, is, is this woman that he spends a lot of time with. So he goes, OK, I'm going to go down and see her. So he goes out, gets in his car, drives down two spaces, gets out of his car and goes into the house. He's like, we don't nobody walks. In. And somebody said, why can't he's, he's with this woman on a date? He's like, why don't we just walk? And he starts laughing like nobody walks in L.A. What are you crazy? So. um this, there's a, lunch, a brunch scene where everybody gets together for brunch, and it is the most hilarious mess of misfits that make up the, the elite in LA. And it's it's fun, it's hilarious to watch this. Listen to the stories. There's these little comments and stories going around the table, and every time someone says something, it's just the most stupidest thing, and it's hilarious. Um, so I I appreciated the movie for the fact that there's a lot of really weird comedy in it. That's really kind of how I always liked Steve Martin in the begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, the story turns out to be pretty well. There's a lot of great cameos. There's one cameo that got cut. That's in the in a, um, behind the scenes thing that I'd seen when the movie came out. Um, Cause they keep talking about this, this guy named Harry Zeal, who's, who's like a, uh, an agent booker agent kind of thing. And he ends up getting played. Um, I can't remember his name. I, I really like the guy who who's in. He was one of the bad guys in Buckaroo Banzai, but and and a bunch of other things. I'm sure you've seen. Um, he he was in there playing this character where he actually um, what's a jets in like he has a a, a 
a uh, I can't think of the name of it now. Uh, you strap a rocket to your back and you fly around. I can't rocketeer. Ro- yeah, well, yeah, it's like it's rocketeer, but it, there's a jetpack. Jetpack is the word. I couldn't think okay, of it. Jetpack. Okay. Yeah. He, I, so he I'm flies. He comes jetpack. in for his meeting, his lunch meeting, on a jetpack. It sits down and they have their meal and stuff. So that got that ended up getting cut. So that's that's not spoiling the movie by talking <laughs> about it, but it does give a good description of the kind of stuff that's going on in this movie. Um, yeah, where's our jetpack? <laughs> we were promised jetpacks in LA story 20 years ago. So and and it's it's interesting to note that the woman that he has the romance with in the movie ends up being his wife mm. in real life for a period of time yeah. and not anymore. <laughs> it's just like, like, so it happens in L- it happens in LA all the time too. So it's almost yeah. like meta. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do realize like I thought I've seen this movie. And, I, mm-hmm. and the more you talk about it, like I have never seen this movie. So, so why did you? Why is it on your list, Reinhold? Uh, why it's on my list is I think it's one of the first times I watched a movie that hit my comedy bone, like hmm. to the core. Um, I mean, I I grew up watching Monty Python and stuff like that, but. For some reason, the comedy in this movie intertwined with the Shakespeare, intertwined with some of the more cerebral comedy that's in there, mm-hmm. really does it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really hard, and and that romantic scene I'm talking about is to me very powerful. Now I'm probably saying that because I'm invested in the movie more than a lot of people might be by watching it because the comedy has already got me in, mm-hmm. but just there's just a line that's twice that's all it takes to think about that scene and it's a very powerful scene now i think he messed up on the filming of it a little bit uh a little bit too extravagant overboard on it but that's part of the thing too right so that's part of the thing and then also and this is a weird side note this movie is what got me into listening to enya so before you say anything there are two Enya songs in this movie that are put in the most perfect place, the most perfect songs at the right time. And every time I hear those songs, I think about this movie. It, they're, they're really good songs. They're really popular ones. So. Okay. All right. All right. I like, I like, I like the couple of the songs that Enya does. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. No, it's fine. It's fine. You can like your Enya. <laughs> just <laughs> well, I'll just remember that uh, when it, we go on the low key well road trip, Reinhold does not get to pick the tunes. <laughs> uh, if I, you know, I pick the tunes, we already know what I'm bringing. It's going to be Harry Chapin and Bare Naked Ladies because we've already talked about them. That's fine. That's fine. That's why you're not driving. For me, it's just going to be nothing but Kiss and um, and Initial D soundtrack. That's all you get on Shuffle. Zeke, come on, man. Come on, man. Let me just stop. Would you say the songs are well fitting, or are they even, in your face? Even, can't, can't or are they in your face? In your face. Oh, wow, Z. Come on, Z. Wow, wow. What kind of dad joke? I know. Do you, you put that in his dating profile. I already have my dad jokes ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Putting oh, in you on my playlist just so that I can make that joke sometime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting, Reinhold. Very much a comedy that fits 
your your taste in comedy in a very yeah i'm way. i'm admittedly very very um unique in my comedy likes mm. and i don't know what caused that i don't know if it's just a combination of a lot of different things growing up um but really intellectual comedy does it for me um where they're 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 taking the piss on things that are very high-minded normally and tearing them apart showing the absurdity of it and then throwing it back together again and this movie does that all the way through okay definitely a very interesting movie do you is there any place to, that is available to watch it at I don't know. I should look that up real quick. Um, because I know the last movie I talked about, you can't get anywhere. So I should probably say something about whether or not you can get that one or not. I, I say I own him. I own the last mm-hmm. movie. I own this mm-hmm. movie. So I can watch it anytime I want to. So, yeah. Um, okay. Let me see streaming. I think the problem with this stuff is it goes in and out all the time. So you yeah. never know. Yeah, I think yeah. you can get it on. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon Prime for rental or buy. But yeah, cool, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, I, I, I bet not, I can. It's not included in Prime, but that's fine. You can probably find it in the public library too. So yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a Prime Video fan, Fandu or, or Fandango, whatever, mm-hmm. Voodoo, yeah, yeah. and then a Red Box. Yeah, those okay. are where okay. I'm seeing it at right now. That's fair. That's it's good. got Steve Martin, Victoria Tennant, Richard E. Grant is in it too, playing um, Victoria Tennant's ex-husband. From but they're from England, so they stay cordial, and it's a whole thing. Um, so yeah, good fun. That's fair. So, question: Making a joke about Big Bang Theory be acceptable? <laughs> sure, it's acceptable. Back. Um, honestly, like since just because we, we have different con- we, opinions on we, we, on the show doesn't mean no, no. I think it's ex- about it. yeah, yeah. It's acceptable, but yeah. I don't know. Is it old? Is it too old to be called a callback right now, or is it? No, I think it, maybe it might be a callback because of our previous discussions. Yeah, which I don't know where the that on air. Was a callback. Yeah, we, we, had, we talked was that about discussion it during the, the, the six-hour live stream. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it in the six-hour live stream. And Zeke was there. Yeah, Zeke was there. That's always one of callback. Yeah. I'm like, trying to remember if that was just an after show argument we get into or not. No, no it was during oh, yeah. the show for sure. It was definitely during the stream. No, no, no which I probably should like uh, uh, um, uh, like record our arguments backstage so I can sell it to the Patreon. If you ever get a Patreon or local, yeah. like sell it. To well, you can put them on the wall Patreon. Mm-hmm. No, a little extra for no, you. No, no, no. no. You get, I, then you can say I want a kickback. You can get a kickback from that. No, like no, 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 no. Dear leader gets banned all the time. You see, he, he'll get banned from that. I lose my money. The only place that we've never <laughs> gotten banned from here is the Twitch page because it's under my freaking name. <laughs> Everything else has been banned. <laughs> like I almost like. All right, so Spangle, like I almost got the big group back from Facebook, right? But Spangle wouldn't let. Like he was too slow on giving me full admin rights, dropping out of the group. <laughs> Facebook was willing to work with me with banning everybody. <laughs> and give us the group back. <laughs> really? I thought they permanently deleted it. 
No, it's it's they really there. Give it back? They were going to Spangle was too slow. He waited too long to give me full control of the group because they were like, if you ban Spangle, you ban all these other mods. It did nothing because apparently, like I'm just you know, like my mod account was like, yep, I was blocking Peaky things, clean. throwing things, people away. Oh, know, they was gonna, I was gonna get blocked from the group. Nope, no, you were fine. You were fine, but Jeremiah had to go. <laughs> oh, he he had to go. Um, Dakota, because it was just going to be you, me, and Dakota. That was it. <laughs> Everyone else had to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Conversations with Facebook. <laughs> anyway. Did they have to? They have to be banned out of the group completely, or did banned yes, out of the out of, being out, of the book, out of the book group completely? They cannot be in that group. Could they be added back in? After you got it back, no, no, they were going to flag back. it for those people. Wow, that, yeah, wow, that's that's some that's some third level. So all be, it's because of a Dahmer joke, wasn't it? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. that's the stupidest, literally stupidest thing I have may have heard this week. <laughs> old Dahmer. Well, the YouTube page got done for a 9-11 history podcast. I think I was. I th- was I on that episode, the nine eleven history I podcast. Was. I think I it was you and me, and yeah. I don't know if we had anybody else on it. Yeah, that's all we just talked about the history of nine eleven. So, we I, hate speech. Here's right. the thing: I, I'm all for moderation. I think moderation is a good thing in social media and these sites and everything else. Yeah, moderation. But thing. dear God, have better procedures in place um, to to give people agency to realize they're going too far one way or the other and steer back in don't just be dumb about it and that's what happens is they're dumb about it like when they when they ban youtube because in that video did they say oh here's the line in the video that caused us to ban it no they don't tell you that you have no idea what it is yeah it's the faceless moderation because usually we get moderated in a reddit post or a uh, like bbs like the mod or whatever flagged you're like this i'm flagging you for this it's a faceless person you can talk it's a face person you can talk to but since it's faceless it's automated there's no one to talk to no one really to appeal to it's, it's i mean i, I spent but, the yeah, first my no, formative years no, of being no, on the internet as no, a moderator no. and just about everything so no. i know but, how, i know how this works but you can't do it that way you can't arbitrarily yeah, do yeah. Stuff. We're, we're tangenting we're tangenting yeah yeah and i know harry wants to go to bed at some point tonight yeah it would be good <laughs> me too Okay. Okay. Good. Well, I guess that leaves me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Oran High School Host Club. Um, but we're going to go on several tangents to explain the premise, and then we'll get to why I have it on here. So in Japan, there's a concept called a host club. <laughs> host clubs are uh, in Japan. There's a there's a large as we discussed before, parasocial relationships in Japan are massive. So there are places where people can have basically makeshift romantic interactions with people that they pay to, to do it with without it being any sexual or anything. Most men for men, it's mostly maid cafes where women dress up like, like maids and make them food and treat them special. But for women, it is usually host club, which is just very attractive men who dress in very nice suits and outfits and flirt with the women there and give them feet, have meals with them and flirt with them and make them feel special, you know, paying for attention. 
basically. And that is the premise of Oran High School Host Club. It's it's uh, a bunch of rich boys entertaining. It, it, uh, the line is rich, bored boys entertaining rich, bored girls. So the main character. Oh, I, can, is, I can immediately see see why you like it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the main character is this nerdy kid who is a scholarship student to this school and stumbles upon the the host club on accident because they're just looking for a place to study, and through an a- accidental means, knocks over a vase that's worth eight hundred thousand dollars. And because they're a scholarship student, has no way to pay it back, so they are forced to be a, to help in the club to pay back their debts. <laughs> and it turns out that this transfer student, who is who who shows up wearing this really big, thick uh, sweater, big round glasses, short hair, is a girl. And is still forced to be a part of the host club and entertain these wealthy females while pretending to be a boy the whole time. And the humor really comes down to all the characters are have distinct personalities based on like stereotypes and the humor of them them playing the stereotypes and then their actual personality not being what it is. So, case in point, Harry's been holding up uh, a, a stuffed bunny because there's like, there are two characters named Honey and Maury, who are Honey is like really short and and adorable and could easily pass as you know being in middle school, while Maury is this tall, towering, quiet type, and Honey is is very quiet, is very sweet and caring, and loves sweets and cute things and has a bunny that Harry has there on him. Uh, And Maury is the stoic, protective type of honey, but in actuality, uh, honey is uh, a martial arts expert and could probably beat up anybody in the school. World. World. Okay. World's greatest martial artist. (laughs) And like the humor, the humor is very... Very much plays with the two characters interacting with each other. So it's like there's a scene where Honey's making is like making tea like traditionally, and it's like grinding up the 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 uh, the leaves and just keeps grinding. But since he's a martial artist, he grinds it to like a fine paste that there's nothing left. And the girls they're entertaining are just sitting back, not saying anything because they're too afraid that they're gonna hurt his feelings. Until Mori leans over and goes. You've destroyed it because you've made it paste. Mm-hmm. And Honey just stops and it's all really sad. And the girls grab it, like, oh no, it's still fine. Oh, oh, oh see, I'll still drink it. Oh, it's the most delicious thing I've ever had. Because the 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 juxtaposition of the ridiculousness of the situation. Yeah. And I will say that that looking back now, there there you can see both the flaws and the benefits of it for a series that takes that was that came out in 2006. The main character is very gender neutral in her ideals where there's literally she has short hair because 
she had gum in her the kid put gum in her hair before she started high school and she said it's easier just to cut it than to get it out so fuck it i'm cutting my hair and their the parent they live with is a trans woman in 2006 <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is definitely massive and something that you don't see even now. Yeah. Uh, in most in most media at this point. Um and there there's still some problems, like one of the main love interests is Tamaki is a uh it, you could is definitely a little could definitely be seen as very problematic now. With basically forcing, wanting to force her to dress as feminine as possible. He's like, I like you, but I, I would like you more if you look like a girl. Kind of thing. <laughs> just a, just a but, but it becomes more entertaining that he al- he always gets, he ends up being the butt of the joke a lot, a lot more times than not. <laughs> so, in general, it's a, I find it has some good humor. It's a, the character... The characters that are good are good. Like one I didn't mention is Kyoya, who is basically the mastermind behind everything, who has the books and mm-hmm. ma- literally made uh, photo albums of all the members with just sneak sneaking images they took at random. They're just blurred, but girls still paid for it because they because they wanted the the collections of the the pictures of the boys. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And the twins, yeah, the twins, of course, who who are twin brothers who flirt with each other because that's what because taboo and shit. twins do, yeah, mm-hmm. it's twin thing, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. just look Obviously. at Cersei and and yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's twins, a thing. It's a thing. Twins, everybody yeah. knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. But in general, it's a good as a lot of good humor and I enjoy the show. So. The reason it's on this list has nothing to do with the show. Oran hmm. High School Host Club is put on this list because it is a representation of somebody that had a massive impact on my life. The reason I watch Oran High School Host Club is because Harry suggested I watched it when I was like in, a, in like a freshman in high school. And over in high school host club, I use it to represent what Harry has done for my life as a mentor. Because for me, I I really started hanging out with Harry when I was a freshman in high school. And for me, I was at a point of my life where I was kind of really adrift mm-hmm. because my parents just divorced. I moved to a new school. I had just broken up with the first girlfriend I ever had, who was also my, you know, first time. So I was already emotionally fucked up from all that. Uh, I I just stopped playing sports and I was kind of adrift. I really didn't have a direction in life or just a direction at all. And... I talked about how my mental state kind of was when we talked about GE good ending a while ago, mm-hmm. but the only, the, the person that reached out and really tried to port me in directions of things was Harry. And 
Orange High School Host Club is just a representation of something I wouldn't have, wasn't normally going to watch. At the time, I was watching like Cowboy Bebop for the action and like Naruto and all the actiony stuff. And here's like, oh, it's this funny comedy that's like, yes, it's targeted towards girls, but it's still funny and interesting. You should watch it. And I just wanted to use it as a representation of all the things that hair has affected my life with. Because in high school, he gave me a lot of interest and showed me a lot of things I had no idea about. Like, I, for the first couple of years, I really didn't have a lot of solid friend groups of stuff. So he would constantly pull me on. It's like, hey, I want to work on my car. Uh, come help me work on my car. Since we lived like five minutes away, if that. Mm-hmm. And he would like take me to do stuff with his friends and stuff like that. And he, you know, was able to help me push me to start writing more. And he gave me a book that helped me understand how to write characters better. And it was just kind of the impact that one person had on somebody else's life in a way that not very many people see. And I don't really talk about often. And I've had a conversation with Harry about this before. And... And I know that that it had as much impact on him as it did on me in one way or another. But I use it kind of as a representation of the impact that Harry's had on my life by, by a showing of something of a jokey, silly show that I would have never given a chance to if it wasn't for Harry. Even now, I'm back up in where I am because... He was like, hey, I have this position. I want you to work in this position. I'm on this podcast because he's like, hey, I need somebody to come do this thing. Here, you want to help me? Hop on and help me do this. A lot of the friends I hang out with, the Scalja and, and certain people like that are because of they were friends with Harry first and I met them through Harry. Yeah. So it's. And he also and, and also me, that's how that's the bad part of it. The whole. No, no, there's really no bad part <laughs> of it right on. But yeah, it's just one of those. I I felt like I needed something to represent the person that, besides like my parents, that probably had the most impact on my life in general. <laughs> Where is that? You good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm. Mm. Wasn't ready for that. Just took a turn. Just took a turn. Yeah, I knew. I knew you weren't ready for that. Mm. Mm. Oh man! Thanks for uh, fighting to go last. <laughs> There is a reason that you are so. I jumped on the opportunity that you were so enthusiastic to throw you in there first. Thoughts? I have, I have thoughts. I want to wait till after we turn off the cameras before I ask. (laughs) It's I don't. It's 
<laughs> I just I just don't <laughs> there's a lot of different times just dominant every time it's just like I don't really did think or even so like I've made that big of an impact on your life but like you just made <laughs> and apparently I have and oh I, just, I mean, you're just a kid, and you look like you needed help. You needed someone to talk to. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there, and it was just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason I'm still here on a podcast with you, talking about anime and shit. <laughs> I, I like to go on adventures. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, you, you might not, it's that feeling that you might not think that it was that important, but I can tell that it, it was very important for both of us, especially at that time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. <laughs> it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a rough time. Uh, it was rough for, like, me and my situation. I... Uh, two at that around that time, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think like, uh, like even like at that time myself, I, I like, and then I sometimes I even felt like super powerless about being able to change anything or do anything in the world. And, you know, you just go up there and I'm just, you know, it's to me, it was just like, you're some kid that was just there and it was that needed someone to talk to. And you were willing to say, talk and hang out and do things with me. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, mm-hmm. I thanks, Donovan. Fun <laughs> <laughs> uh, fact, like it's even funnier because before this this episode started, Harry was talking about how he's having a rough day and he was already at the the end of his rope. And I knew, I knew I was gonna talk about this going into it. I was like, oh, he has no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> Uh, and when he was and when he was talking about oh this this scene will come out and make you cry, he, you knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I knew this was happening, and I I knew that it was gonna be he was gonna be blindsided by this because it was, no, I like, knew I had enough about it. Yeah, I just brought Usachan on it. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we're talking about Oron. This is gonna be so great. I'm gonna yeah. laugh. I'm gonna mm-hmm. laugh and this talk about how. Yeah. how how funny the series is, and then mm-hmm. just oh. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so yeah, that was my my pick. Okay, okay. Uh... What do I do next time, Harry? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you want to make that uh, uh, Big Bang Theory joke, go ahead and make it. It'll help light, lighten things up. <laughs> it's yeah, good it, to wasn't, you. it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was kind of heavy, but it wasn't negative heavy. Right. It's emotional. Not yet. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. That's the last That's the last episode of the series. I'm going to talk about your line, April. 
That's emotional heavy. That's gonna be terrible. <laughs> oh man. I think I might do some Gundam next. Um think I think I'm trying to alright, so I think I'm gonna do Gundam double uh eighty-three, which is the uh which is the fun one? It's the illegal Gundam with the nuclear warhead on it. <laughs> Episode, which is neato. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Good, this way I can wrap up all my Gundam talk with Gundam Unicorn at the end. That's fair. Uh, I will be doing Alan Sorkin. What? Right. Alan Sorkin it is. Uh, since Escalja is going to be uh, busy, probably being depressed for the rest of this week uh, after tomorrow, uh, I can't do Future Diary. So that just leaves me with Bloom into You, which I'm going to talk about how that has nuked my free time. <laughs> so that'll be my next one. Yeah. Yeah. Skull truly is be depressed or hype all week. It won't be able to calm this man down. True. That's true. So we'll do that for the next for the next episode. So let me try to close. All right. <laughs> We've gotten this far in this episode. You're the true fan. You're awesome. So make sure you guys stay tuned for Black Friday for a, for a long episode. Um, and also, you can listen to anything else in the world, but decided to listen to this. And that, I thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so I'm just going to... Uh, end it here. Uh, please look forward for like uh, see you guys next Monday live, same time, same bat channel. All right, everybody, say goodbye. Say bye bye. Goodbye. Some wine. You need some. All right. All right. <laughs> <This> podcast. <laughs>